0: I love Walter Coming Point, right there Wow, the little guy oh, give me a break this Is he checking now, they're going to go I'm This can be
1: Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics who struggling, struggling. Maybe they need a drink. They definitely need a rest. Uh, all this overtime is making me crazy.
0: Uh,
1: and man, no shooting. I'm just going to start it off right there. You know, like I'm not saying, I'm not saying no shooting. I'm just saying no depth shooting. I, I know you you got a question mark on your face. Nobody's nobody could see your face. We can see your face, John, but I, I, I think they're struggling. I think they're struggling with shooting. I mean, the defense has been tough, but high scoring outside of the bowls, high scoring games, um, mostly due to the extra periods, right? Like significantly high scores due to extra periods. Um, Offense, offense, maybe not so much of an issue through three quarters in the Bulls game, but then all of a sudden they can't put anything down in the fourth quarter and they let their gas off the pedal enough on the effort side that they just got killed, uh, when they're trying to play defense and get back into it and it's gone. Um, now I gotta f- freaking put up with all of the, who should they trade? Who do we have to get rid of? Let's let's kill it. Ah. Stuff. And uh I think if they do make a move, I still i just like a dead eye shooter. I just feel like there's sometimes they get those open looks and they're not not really thinking about the Bulls game. I'm thinking about the couple of games leading up to the Bulls game where there's just so many open shots and they just didn't go down. Um and definitely which game was it where they were like oh for 21 before they finally hit a three-pointer? Which one was that? That was, uh, uh, Saturday against, um, yeah, who's the opponent? Wizards, um, wizards. wizards, right. Yeah. I mean, for, for the fact that they were even hanging in that game was a great sign, but then to lose it, you know, after overcoming the fact that they could just literally not hit a three pointer, you know, mm-hmm. disappointing, but honestly, they had no business being in that game if they can't knock down a three in today's NBA.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's shooting. Um, I mean, I think it's always shooting, right? I mean, if everyone's the Warriors. Make or then... <laughs>
1: miss leave. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah, right. I got
0: it. Um, I think it's the defense first, firstly, um, they're 27th right now in defensive rating, which is adjust for, um, you know, over times and things, you know, their net rating right now is uh, minus 5.7. Um, and that puts them at 24th. So the 27th defensive rating, 24th in net rating, obviously, if, you know, their offense has been okay. Um, a 104.6, but, um, the defense, <laughs> if you're bottom five in the league in defense, that's bad. Yeah. You got no um, shot. And, sure. and yeah. And, and I think that, you know, you, you look at the two games, um, you when know, You say I,
1: bottom five in defense. So is that points allowed, or are you looking at defensive rating?
0: I'm talking about defensive rating. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. It, the, the angry, you know you talk about like counting stats. It's just pointless at this point, but right. Um, because of the overtimes and all that. But in such but, a
1: small sample size, right?
0: But but like the thing is, is like just look at how they're playing. Like it's not even just like. Yeah, the numbers are bad, you know, in the overtimes, all that, but they are not good defensively. They are giving up a lot of points to a lot of teams that they shouldn't be giving up points to. I mean, the idea of giving up 39 points to that Bulls team, you know, I mean, they're offensively, they're strong, but defensively, they're a sieve. How do you only score, was it six points, nine points that fourth quarter? Um, That was 11 Yeah, well, probably, yeah, cause I'm probably reading the graphic on the bottom of the screen before the end, but, um,
1: (laughs) but effectively it was like, it was over. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, honestly, when they still had, when they put all, you know, when they went with the, the scrubs, um, the scrubs, which include two, two number one picks in the last two years, um, they, uh, you know, they kind of clawed back a little bit, I guess, or whatever, but the game was over. It's, it's it's a complete and utter catastrophe right now. I don't think that's I don't think that's over, overstating it. I think that Marcus Smart was actually kind in what he said. I think he could have been harsher. Uh could have been harsher towards Ime. He could have been harsher towards his teammates, Jalen and Jason. I think that the entire team has somewhat I think they're soft. I think they are not a well, tough Well, they're team definitely mentally.
1: mentally soft. Yeah, and I was going to say they're definitely mentally soft.
0: Everything is an issue. And, you know, if they make shots, well, then maybe they work a little harder on defense and maybe, they, you know, there's, there's, there's a cause and effect thing here that there's a domino effect, I guess, from all that where you're right. If they start making shots, that opens the floor. and They open the floor, then you know there's more rooms to, for for Jalen and Jason to drive, and then they feel better, and they're more engaged in the defense, and so forth and so on. It's all very logical. Um, I just think that they are mentally they're soft. And so, what are you putting on That's what, you what putting... I worry. About. Yeah,
1: I agree. The mentally soft part, I'm with you on. What? Where do you? uh I guess I'm a little confused on you're kind of lumping Jason and Jalen together, but I feel like Jalen, yeah, no. especially coming out of COVID, has, you know, been a powerhouse offensively and just gone off on spurts. I mean, I know he's had the up night and the down night, but considering, you know, take, yeah. take, take that little pattern, those two games where he struggled coming right back, you know, I feel like he's out there, you know, working it. And I, he's been the better of the two. I feel like Jason is – out of sorts, completely out of sorts. I think this whole focus on him passing has gotten in his head, um, and I, I think it's a lot bigger of an issue. I never saw Jalen as the playmaker, and I didn't, and I didn't really feel like the team was trying to turn him, you know, into a playmaker. It's clear that that's what they were trying to do with Jason. The conversation during the off was around that him needing to get freed up for shots, just the way that the offense ran last year. But now it's like that guy who, you know, how many 50 point games or whatever, and just that prolific scoring stretch that he had towards the end of the last season, that was a little bit of a bright spot on an otherwise dark cloudy piece of crap that they mailed in, (laughs) in so many ways, you know, that guy is not here anymore. Not right now. He's not. And I almost think that there's an overemphasis on him passing. The ball movement, um, is still a major issue on offense. Like it was nice through three quarters against Chicago, but you made a great point. Like defensively Chicago's no great shakes. So it's not like it shouldn't have been moving, but a lot of the movements on the break. And I do like watching that, right? Like let's get the, let's get, get the ball up, up the court and try to get into transition. But when they're in that half court set, it sucks, dude. That ball movement still is not happening, um, in the half court set. And that's the biggest issue. And I think that's where it's getting into Jason's head is he's supposed to be making all these plays, but a lot of them turn into turnovers all of a sudden.
0: So. Well, you know, okay. I, I think that to, to go back to your, your initial question here. I mean, I think they've had, um, let's see. They've played Jalen or should I say Jalen has played in six games so far. His plus minus hasn't gone above, has only gone above 10 in two of them. In the Charlotte game and against the Knicks game. He was a plus 16 in the Knicks game and he was a plus 12 in the Charlotte game. He was a plus three in Toronto, minus eight against Washington, minus six against Washington and a plus one against Chicago. They're not going to go very far if his minutes on the court aren't corresponding to being ahead. You know, they, they need his minutes to be a plus. And he has to raise all the boats. Um, and I think that's what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that he's worse than Jason. Not at all. I'm not, I'm not, you know, kind of putting those two in comparison. What I'm saying is that I don't think that this team right now has the leadership it needs. And uh, I don't like the fact that smart calls him out. And again, you know how I feel about Rondo, who never took kindly to, you know, the kind of media questioning but i don't like the idea of smart questioning those two and then both of them don't take any don't respond i suppose to the media is that the smart thing maybe You mean but- like literally they're not talking to the media at all he it has supposed- nothing to do right jalen was supposed to talk and right and-
1: but my point is it was you, you it sounded to me like you were tying the fact that smart said that
0: mm-hmm. to them
1: not going and talking to the media but what you really mean is smart said that and they did not do their media time in general, or do you yeah. think there's a correlation? I, just I, think there's, sure. I think there's
0: absolutely a correlation. Oh, because he was, you, so you think was he supposed pissed him to off. He was supposed to speak, and then and then he didn't. So, because,
1: but you think because of what Smart said? Because Smart said that before he was supposed to. It's speak? It's kind of
0: hard. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's, it's kind of hard to go from okay, these are the four guys that are going to talk tonight from, from the PR standpoint. And then all of a sudden, one of them isn't after the, after him, that person gets called out by Marcus Smart. I mean, it seems like that's, that's more than a coincidence. Um, and I just, here's, okay, let me, let me back up. I think that Jason and Jalen get a bit of a pass. I think that we have tried to see them, try to support them, try to see them grow. And I'm not saying you trade them because they're not playing well or because they don't know what to do.
1: Seven games into the season, that's a right. ludicrous thought. We're
0: 23, 24 years old, um, new coach. Sure. All that. But let's call, let's just call it as it is, which is I don't think they've been good enough. I don't think they're good enough for this team to go anywhere unless they grow as who they need to be to lead this team. Effort is too inconsistent. There's too many times when one of those guys is on the opposite block, a player is coming from the other side, and there's no contests.
1: I'll tell you this, too. I hate the double big lineup. If if you're not if you're bottom five in defensive rating mm-hmm. and you're still rolling out a double big lineup that yeah. also isn't securing rebounds, what the F are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like that that to me is like E-may, you got to make a change here, buddy. You got to make a change. Like I know you're trying to work your offense, but nobody's doing a double big lineup in the NBA anymore. Al Horford is killing it, and we want Rob Williams to stay healthy. Are you feeding Rob Williams' ego? You don't need to. He's got a four-year contract. Just give him substantial minutes off the bench. Let him let him start a couple of games because Horford needs to stay fresh, and you want him to have those fresh legs not through the first twenty games and then fall off, but for the entire season and you know, I and that's what I mean about needing more shooting out there. And, and by the way, with all that switchability, like that was supposed to be how they would play great defense. And they are switching. There's really no mismatch out there when when they switch in the non-double-big lineup. But in the double-big lineup, they can still find a mismatch. So what's the point of being able to do all of that switching if you can mismatch in the double-big lineup? I just don't get it. What is the point?
0: It feels to me like if this was Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens last I saw year your tweet on had this. the team, right, uh-huh, I know Brad Stevens' going. team, last year is the team that eBay needs now for the way he right. wants to coach. And the team this year is better set up to play the Brad Stevens wanted to play last year. If that happened, both both coaches would have been happy. I think the fans would have been happy. Um, I mean, we've got Neesmith who can't get minutes. We've got Pritchard who can't get minutes. we got Romeo who's just come back. Uh, these guys need to play. We want them to play. They had a good preseason. They had a good summer league. And we can't find enough room for him because we got to find room for, you know, Jabari Parker or, you know, Hernan Gomez or, you know, Grant. And Grant's actually done well and I'm not trying to criticize him because I think no, he's Grant, actually been Grant's one of the, the bright minutes spots. and he
1: earned it. Yeah. Absolutely been a bright spot.
0: You know, yeah. what the real
1: issue is it's point guard, you know, it's point guard and I, and I'm not, this is not a Marcus smart under the bus criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you and I have been saying that we believe that he's, you know, a much better playmaker but he doesn't get the offense going. He just doesn't initiate the offense very smoothly. The ball ends up in either Tatum or Brown's hands and, you know, as much as that criticism was of them, that smart laid out there, you know, if if he had that Chris Paul and I don't mean as good as Chris, like yeah, of course, if he, if Marcus Smart was Chris Paul, <laughs> like that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is he just he doesn't set up the offense he doesn't initiate it and and he can't and he's not a threat to so that he can't do it anyway yeah. is the other problem so you know you you wind up unfortunately Marcus Smart is disjointed as anything other than a six man he's earned the, he earned the opportunity to start i i wanted him to start i wanted to grow with him but he's just not the kind of playmaking scoring guard that gets the ball out of Jason and Jalen's hands so that the ball can whip around and they're, and they're all blaming, you know, they're saying Jason needs to get to this point forward position. Right. And Jalen never passes it. And the truth is, is Jalen should be cutting. He should be out on the break and then he should go for a couple of spurts here and there when he's doing his, you know, spot up three pointer. And then he's got some really nice moves sometimes, You know, again, you know, if they're kind of like down in the shot clock and he's got to make a move to the rim, that's great. And, and, and that's where he belongs. He's not going to be a playmaker. That's ludicrous. That's why he should play shooting guard and they need a point guard to pull all this together. It's just very, it's very clear. And Schroeder is, I think a little bit of a bright spot and he's getting the assist, but he's still not the guy to initiate the offense because he's a little too ball in his hands. Yeah. And not enough, you know, getting, getting that movement going.
0: I, I, yeah. So I, I don't think there's anybody on the roster who can probably be that guy. And I don't know that, I don't know that there's a, I don't know that I'd spend a lot to try to find that guy in the NBA, given how much you do want the ball in Jason and Jalen's hands. Um, I think Marcus can do a better job with that, but I think the double big lineup or. Whatever that may mean is if you don't
1: have the have, point guard playmaker, the double big lineup makes this so congested.
0: Well, well that's right. That's my I guess that's my point. Is even with the fact that Horford is a guy who can stretch the floor a little bit, they don't respect it enough to really make it worthwhile. So yep. if you have three wings, you know, let's say Tatum Brown and you wanna say it's uh Nee Smith, you wanna say it's even Romeo to an extent, but let's just We'll put that aside, but let's just say Smith. Okay, if it's those three, the spacing looks a whole lot different than it yep. does with Rob and Horford and Marcus. It just is. You get two guys you're worried about everywhere on the court, and the other three not as. They don't
1: really have the shooting, and that's really what I'm getting at. It, right. Not only do you not have the passing, but you really right. don't have the. Like I get it, they're shooting on the roster, but you know Josh Smith is probably one of your best three point shooters. I mean, I don't know what the stats bear out, but unfortunately, yeah. I think he's one of the better. I mean, at, at least at hitting the open shot, you know, not necessarily great on kind of that mid-range, you know, spot up when he's open, but you know, from the from three-point, I feel like he's been one of the most consistent three-point shooters they've had. I don't know if you got the stats right
0: there, but he's shooting thirty-six point eight percent. All right, so, so what, what's the average.
1: order of the team? Yeah, but well, what's the order on the team for three-point percentage? Because I had that one game.
0: Grant is shooting almost 48%. Nice. I'm not, Romeo is 50%. So, I mean, he's only. How eight. many? Okay. Right. Yeah. So let's, so Romeo has eight shots. Jabari has six shots. So those guys are five, five hundred and. All right,
1: six right. Let's say this. You got to have at least 10 three point attempts right. to even qualify for this conversation. Good, good,
0: good, good, good idea. One so, a game
1: does not count. All
0: right. So 21 shots from Grant Williams puts him. Uh not twenty one makes, but twenty one shots puts him at forty seven point six percent. Right. He's yep. far and away number one. So then if you're then gonna do it it a big
1: lineup, that's the guy that's gotta go in there. Keep going.
0: Well, or yeah. Or you yeah. And then you've got, let's see, Jalen is at thirty seven point eight, uh Schroeder's thirty seven point five, and Josh Richardson then next at thirty six point eight. Jason Tatum currently twenty seven percent. Yeah, like seriously what? Yeah. Yeah. He's off, dude.
1: He's way
0: off. You know, there's, there was a report today that Shams mentioned that, that there's, there's some talk about the ball. And normally I'm like, like the actual ball, like it's physical features. Yeah. The actual ball. Cause remember, this is the first year the Wilson, uh, is, is the new provider for basketball for the NBA for the first time in whatever 50 years. And, um, it's uh there has been some complaints about the ball. And remember when they went through this with the composite ball like 10 years ago or so, um they got rid of it. went <laughs> Back to the old ball. That's not going to happen here, but um shooting is down across the league. So I think that there may be some correlation there and we saw him with the FIBA ball. He didn't do so well either. Um, Took a while to get used to that as well, but I don't think that's, I don't think that explains, you know, a 10% drop in three point percentage, you know Um, it's, it's obviously more of the things we're talking about and the fact he's just outright off for whatever reason. Um, But But yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with your point. To go back to your point is that yeah, there, there isn't enough shooting on the floor. There's not enough spacing on the floor. There's not enough threats on the floor. And I I think that's, that's where you gotta
1: transition because there's no defense.
0: Can't get stops. Right. And so, I mean, just, let's just play this out through with the way e thinking about it. Right. Is that like, okay, let's play vets. They know where to be defensively. They're not going to get beat. They'll get stops. And then that will key your offense, right? I mean, you can see where he's coming from with that. Problem is it's not working. <laughs> so, you know, whether it's Schroeder, whether it's, you know, Josh Richardson, these guys aren't getting the stops. And I don't think we should put it all on Dennis Schroeder and, and Josh Richardson to do that. I mean, Tatum, Brown. Smart, <laughs> Rob Williams, Al Horford. I mean, those guys were out there during that run, that 38, 39 to 11 run. Um, it's not like they went deep in the bench and all of a sudden we had the big lead and, 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 and a lot of the, the deep bench players pulled it off. It's, it's our, it's the guys, it's the core pieces. And that's, that's why I'm frustrated about this team because it's that lack of focus. It's that lack of like, Hey, we gotta get a good shot here. <laughs> let's let's get it. You know, let's let's slow this down. Let's really work this. Um, there's just like no ref, no recognition of that, and it's not it's not because <laughs> the same thing was happening last year. And I think that's the that's the frustration, right? Is that it seems like a lot of this is the same song with the same cast of characters. It's been changed around the outside, but at the heart of it. It's Tatum, it's brown, it's smart, and to a lot lesser extent some of the other guys who played a lot less last year. And mm-hmm. and that's why we look at those three guys in particular and say, What the hell, man? <laughs> what's going on? What, what what's the, the deal? What the hell, man? Right? I mean, geez. Yeah. <laughs> The, look at the best games they've had this year. <laughs> Overtime loss to the Knicks. Overtime loss to, uh, uh to the Wizards. I um, uh, look, the Wizards are better than expected. Charlotte's better than expected. I think the Bulls are better than expected. The Knicks are better than expected. Okay. All I think the sure. Bulls,
1: Bulls, the Bulls are, I don't think, legit. Let me just say that. I don't think they're legit.
0: I agree. But I think the
1: Wizards are legit. The balance on that roster, I mean, yeah. the moves that they made getting rid of Westbrook and I mean, Kuzma, they've got depth of got of players mm-hmm. that'll rack up the 20 points per game. Celtics have three legit 20 point on any given night kind of guys, yeah. right? And Schroeder's right there, but that's not who I'm talking about. It's Horford, the way he's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: playing great, great I, basketball. I mean, we
1: are, we are wasting. You know some some seriously quality play from Horford, mm-hmm. wasting it. That that part is absolutely frustrating. I mean, this guy had he come back, you know, like with Kemba and everything else. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking maybe there was a shot there. I mean, obviously Kemba still got injured and everything, but boy, that would have made a lot of difference on that roster for sure. It really would have made a huge
0: difference. for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, well, unlike the Celtics, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface (laughs) for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head out, head on, head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our favorite promo code of all time, CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts
0: yeah yeah let's do it unlike the Celtics were're back and better than ever. <laughs> uh, it's just
1: rough, dude, because i you know I'm kind of just I'm kind of tired of the negativity around it all to be honest yeah. with you, and i do I asked for this. I said I wanted to see the younger players play and see them develop, and right. like I'm getting what I asked for, so this is why it's hard is like I just chill. On buying into the blow it up thing, like everybody was expecting them to win a championship, you know, or, yeah. and, and if you want them to surprise this season, you gotta give them a little bit of time still to get their act together because right. there were changes. I guess the part that was kind of disappointing is I really thought they did a nice job in the off season. I mean, mm-hmm. I really did. I thought they, Other than the long four, you know, kind of that stretch and then, you know, you know, I want Jalen and and Tatum down a spot at the two and the three, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but out and outside of like really getting a a hot shooting lengthier power forward so that Tatum could move down in that, in that, uh, you know, kind of rotation that way. Mm -hmm. Um, outside of that, I just thought they nailed it. I thought they nailed it. And I think they're trying to use Horford in that role. You know, with that double big Mm -hmm. lineup, just because of the way Rob plays, but it's just, it's just disjointed. It really
0: is. But, but don't you think that's? I think you're still right. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think they did do a good job. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like they did a good job. It's the pieces they built around the core that are fine. (laughs) I think. Yeah. If the core is there. Everyone else falls into place. And that's why I get on Jalen and Jason at this point. You know, I don't think necessarily Smart was correct in saying that they don't pass. Tatum has made strides in passing the ball. I think Jalen has made strides. And that's my point. He
1: struggled so much with it though.
0: Yes, but I also think that uh I think that's one of the hardest things to learn. For someone who is not a Larry Bird. Um, who's not a, just a natural um, passer, a a magic. Right. Somebody, somebody who who just naturally
1: sees that. Yeah. Right. I got
0: you. I mean, you look at, look at Tatum and Brown, the moments they've had, the good moments they've had this year, right? It's always been that situation where like they got the hot hand and they're just going and they're rolling Mm -hmm. and every, every possession, we got to go back to Tatum and Brown, back to Tatum and Brown, Tatum or Brown, I should say. Yeah. Whichever one of them is hot. Right and only them and no one else touches the ball and it's just this kind of like it's great it's exciting it's wonderful but it's not really the flow of the game it's kind of forced it's artificial um, and it's you know yeah few if you, if you, you know, few plays here and there and you know people always get upset oh well, why are they why are they going away from them well there's a flow to the game Like, I mean, Tatum's best game that he has ever played, in my opinion, as a Celtic, was that Spurs game. They're down 30, he brings them back, he's busting his ass defensively, he's gained all his points in the, in the flow of the game. Not forcing it, but in the flow of the game, and he gets 60. That's the model, right? Like, that is what it should be for both of those guys. And it just feels like, I would say even more so with Brown than with Tatum that he gets the he gets these where he gets rolling these first quarters where he's just like a twenty points in the first quarter and then doesn't touch the ball the rest of the way. It's almost like emboldening that type of behavior where yeah. they really need to just pull it back and be like, Look, I'm glad you got it going. We gotta keep this this is great. But you but we gotta hot. win games.
1: We gotta With win games.
0: Him being hot over in this side of the court then creates a gravity that should create open shots and now uh-huh. everybody's hot and now you can't stop us. And I think that's the, I don't think it's, I don't think it's selfish necessarily, but I just think it's an awareness of like the ebb and flow of the game. But you know I agree Captain with that.
1: But, but you know, the other thing is, is it's still, it's still everything's congested, right? Like there's really no room for cutters. There's no room for cutters, and it's because yeah. they're not shooting from outside. Right. And and that's and – I don't understand why they aren't using – like, to your point, you're hot on this side of the floor, so all you got to do is pass out of that. You might be able to pass to a cutter, but if not, even if you just got it back to the top of the key and somebody's cutting weak side, right. there should be some opportunities where the defense is soft – With just one ex, like just one pass out of the double and one quick hit to a cutter. And I don't know that we've seen that really run once. Well, I don't know that I've seen that action to the weak side on a cutter at all.
0: Did you see that video? Um, Jay King wrote up, uh, you know, a bit of a thing about, you know, with smart right or whatever. And there was a play where Tatum's got the ball in the right corner. He's got basically a triple team on him, right? There's nobody on the, on the, the weak side of the floor. No defender. The other, the only defender is, is, is the triangle defense. Right. Posting up, (laughs) posting right, posting up Horford. You've got, you've got, uh, I think it was Grant and, uh, Schroeder on the opposite side of the floor. Not a soul within 25 feet of them, you know? And as as Jay, I think, rightly noted, one of those guys should be cutting. The rest of them should be sliding over. Like, there should be some motion. ball movement. And everyone's standing there. And so what? why do they stand there? I mean, it's an IQ thing, maybe. I'd say Grant and Schroeder are probably two of the smarter guys, and Schroeder can cut and has cut fairly well. But why are they staying there? You know, is it because you're used to playing with Jason and he's not going to swing that ball that way or he's not going to find a cutter? Um, is it because there's a lack of IQ? Is it because they're not working well enough together because it's or so what new? If it, what if know. it is
1: the offense? What if that is the offense that all that's being told is that Jason's supposed to pass out along the perimeter mm-hmm. and they're just trying to swing it? All the way around, and they don't want to get the easy buckets. But to your point about shooting being down, and if there's a complaint about the ball, you should definitely try to get as close to the basket as possible and yeah. score the easiest possible points you can get. Yeah. And that's where Jay is correct 100 percent on that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but I'm wondering honestly if that's what the offensive structure is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I legit,
0: I, I don't know, and, and,
1: it, yeah. and it almost could be that they want to swing it out of the triple ish team. Mm-hmm. and then get it over to, like, Schroeder, mm-hmm. who then is either going up with the shot or or that's when Grant makes his cut. Because remember, basketball is a game of timing. So just because they're not cutting when Tatum right. has got the ball congested in the corner and they're trying to... They could be waiting for him to safely get that ball out of that and into the space, and it's just not going there. And it's not necessarily even Tatum's fault. Like, he's had all this he's had a ton of passes intercepted so far. I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, his,
0: I think that's forcing it. I think that's my point, but that's
1: my point. So now I think when he's in that pseudo triple, it's in his head. And so he can't get the ball out of there because he's afraid it's going to be another turnover the same way that, you know, if there's any criticism for Jalen, it's the fact that his ball handling, like the minute he goes to that spin move, everybody's waiting to pick his pocket. Like he's got to adjust to that. It's happened to him several times where the ball has just gotten he, – he goes to – and that spin move works really good when people aren't anticipating it. But when he's got his back to the basket and everything's slowing down, they're all waiting for him to do the spin move, and he just spins the ball into the defender's hands, and they knock it loose. And he's been victimized by that at least five times already this season. Yeah. And it's like, fool me once, you know, shame on you. But fool me twice, shame on me. And that's is it,
0: Isn't that also, though, like – right, I mean, isn't it also – that thing where it's a scouting report thing but when you're so heavy when your team is so heavy into that that it's like which part the
1: tatum part or the part?
0: well both in a way like yeah and i think this is what smart's saying which is like if you're so heavy into what those guys Want to do? You're gonna. You're not paying
1: attention to anybody else, right?
0: You're more successful. You're gonna be more successful in the type of things you're saying and in in focusing your game plan. If you're focusing on two guys as great as they are, um, it's a whole lot easier if the other team is gonna stay focused on two guys as well. You know, whereas the ball moves, the ball attacks from other sides. That helps. I just say he's right, but I also think as as we noted. It's about who's on the court with them.
1: Yeah, and you got to get that ball out early in the double, not late in the double yeah. or the triple,
0: as yeah. the case may be,
1: Um, because that is another issue. So, like that's why Jalen, right? He gives him he gives him lots of time to come with the double, mm-hmm. and then he does the spin move, and they're all positioned for it. And really, what should happen is somebody should be curling around him so that when he put when he draws that double and he's you know, he recognizes that it's coming instead of doesn't recognize and spins into it. He should recognize that it's coming. And then somebody, and, and really somebody else should be recognizing it so that Jalen isn't trying to have eyes in the back of his head to see it coming. Like there should be a, a read and react thing that's happening with the offense. So that Jalen, when he's in that back, when he's backing up, somebody should be curling around with help. And the fact that they make that movement should be the indicator to Jalen. You're getting doubled. Pass this out and then they curl around, draw one of the defenders. And then Jalen then turns and makes a cut because you could almost pass over the defense, depending on how they, how they react to that movement with somebody on in, in the flow, curling around behind Jalen, potentially going baseline, reading for him. And who knows at that point, maybe that's when Horford pulls out of the paint and he comes back to the top of the key as the ball's moving away from that. And then you're looking at Brown as a cutter or you're going to hit, you know, Horford, who is either restarting the offense, depending on how much time is left on the clock or shooting the three. If he's open, if you're kicking out back to the top, I mean, those, that's just, you don't see anything like that. You don't see any, there's no indicator to Tatum or Brown that they're drawing all of the defense. There's no action that's happening in the offense that would indicate to them. That somebody is seeing something that they haven't yet seen, but everybody should be expecting to happen every single freaking possession. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. And I, and I think that while there is, um, I think there's good intentions all around to, 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 to really, um, you know, to be freer with the ball. And I think, it, I think they are moving the ball like we said for three quarters, you look at the aggregate of, of what that 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 Bulls game was, get three quarters of pretty decent ball movement, players you know hitting open shots, um, you know, the good parts of what this is. But to go back to what I you know I kinda started with, the problem is is that like last year, when you hit hard times, what happens? <laughs> And you look at what happens in the Bulls game and you look what happened in the, in the Toronto game. And that is a signal of what we saw a lot last year where things start going bad and they don't just go bad a little bit. They go down in a hurry. And I mean, there really wasn't a lot of talk about how bad that Raptors game was, but that was as embarrassing a loss as I can remember. I mean you had a close game, you know, kind of a back and forth game and it was like all of a sudden we just decided at, you know as a as a team the Celtics just said, well, you know what, screw it. <laughs> We're out of here. I mean, yeah. it was, it was bizarre. It was truly a bizarre experience. And I think that's part of the frustration and, and what is kind of driving the angst that you're seeing. And, and I agree with you. I don't want to be into it. I wanted to move on into this season. But what's driving that is just, it's a continuation and nobody seems to want to get past it because they don't want to confront the fact that the best players on the team have a big role in that sort of mindset, and so they got to grow up and change for this team to grow to that next step, and that's just just what's got to happen. The numbers look great. I mean, Tatum's averaging twenty five points a game. He's averaging almost a block, almost a steal, you know, almost four assists, eight rebounds. You no, know, the numbers are solid
1: for him. The, and the him numbers Brown. look
0: great, but when you look at the game, it's our. <laughs> Bullshit! It's terrible. It's yeah, because awful.
1: nobody else is contributing. Like you can have, they're, they're gonna have. Oh, I don't to be, think that's it.
0: I don't think it's because other people aren't contributing. No, no, no. no. Offensively, the numbers, offensively. Yeah, What I'm saying, it's fool's gold. Is what I'm right. saying. Right. Right. Oh, it's great that well, well, yeah. Well, if your usage is like friggin' it's through is through the roof. That's my point. You know? be, for, so what? For, for
1: them to win games. You know what I mean? Like that stat yeah. line looks great to your point, but for them to win games the way they're playing right now,
0: yeah.
1: that needs to be 40, 42 points a game for each of them because they're re- because of the usage. I was exactly where I was going when yeah. you said that was the numbers aren't high enough for their contributions per per, per possession. Mm-hmm. They're not, and and that's what I meant by nobody else is really getting involved in that. Yeah, but 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 ultimately, one we've talked a lot about how the offense works. And, but ultimately, you know, you're making an excellent point. It's the defensive effort. I'm going to wrap on this one. Um, How much do you think it's all these? I don't think the, I don't think the overtime games influence the offense. I think the offensive style and the way that they're running it and, you know, kind of everything we talked about, let's just leave it at that. Everything we talked about (laughs) on the show is the cause of what's happening offensively. I do think, however, that all these extra minutes and people being in and out of the lineup, just consistency to try to establish a defensive standard at the beginning of the year, you know, healthy, not healthy, really long games, really high minutes for players in those long games due to other players being injured. I think that's what's going on defensively. I actually have more hope that the defense is going to kind of come together if they can stay healthy And maybe play some more regulation type games instead of overtime games. You know, I think that's going to come, I think that's going to improve more click, more quickly than what's happening on the offense, which makes Marcus Smart's comments so interesting because nobody's talking about defense when they're talking to the media, right? They're talking about this passing thing and they just scored, you know, how many points in that game? Like while the passing is an issue, it has nothing to do with the fact that they can't stop the Bulls. They can't stop Washington. They can't can't stop anybody. And so maybe they all recognize that that's the issue with the defense, and or maybe the coaching staff is so focused on the offensive piece, and they have the same kind of confidence that that's just not what's coming out of the players' mouths. But the truth is, is the energy and the effort on the defensive side is the bigger issue. Um, but I also think it's the one that's most likely to correct itself. Just interesting, people aren't really calling that out.
0: Well, I think, I think you're right. I think it could, it could turn itself around because there have been so many things that have kind of gone sideways because of COVID. You lose, you lose, you know, two of your top four or five guys for a week. Um, you know, before the start of the season, you know, new coach, you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons why this is, we should expect a month of garbage, you know, and, and difficult play. Um, if we didn't have the year we had last year, probably there had been more understanding about that. Right. <laughs> Amen
1: know? to that. You're right.
0: You know, I think that's part of the problem is it's like a continuation. People
1: feel like they were sold a, a, a plan that that wasn't going to happen
0: again. Uh, right. I thought we fixed this, <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. I think we did, but the core needs to get its itself figured out. And, uh You know, I was – just as you were talking, I just thought it was interesting. Marcus Smart's usage on the season is 14.8%. That's less than half of Jason Tatum's usage and Jalen Brown's usage. Now, so what that says is he's got the ball half the time (laughs) – That, that both of those guys have it. because, because the idea is that I've heard a lot today is why is he shooting, shooting so much and blah, blah, blah. The real problem with smart is his turnover percentage is twice as bad, even though he's used, he has the ball in his hands half as much. So he's turned the ball over twice as 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 bad
1: as Jalen and
0: wow. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like that. And (laughs) the percentage of turnover, turnover percentage of assists while he's on the court, is less is, is a little bit better than Browns, but not as good as Tatum's. So, so
1: <laughs> that's what I'm going at with the point guard thing. So that right there, you is, gotta like. That's, yeah. There's no gel. They have no gel with the pri- less usage, yeah. poor performance, right? Yeah, and 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 absolutely not. It you know, I mean, if you're not that much better than Brown in, in passing and initiating the offense, you are definitely not a point guard.
0: I mean, he, he might to, be a
1: point guard, but he ain't playing like one right now.
0: He's averaging five assists. Oh, that's that's per hundred, but uh, so per game, he's averaging four 1.8. assists oh. and two point two turnovers. So it's, a, it's still two to one. Yeah, but but you know, that's
1: actually I was surprised when you said four assists. Four yeah. seems high with that with that level of utilization.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I'm but, actually surprised by that. But see, back to your your earlier point, though, in terms of the defense, right, is, like, there is that kind of yin and yang to it where the offense was so bad, it it hurt the defense, and the defense was so bad, it hurt the offense. So it's kind of like you can't go too far away from one without fixing the other, you know. And so I think that's part of what's going on, too, is I think, you know, there's a lot of miscommunications. Those threes that Fournier hit on opening night, three threes – Almost, almost back to back to back. All yeah. of them were miscommunications because the players didn't know that they had switched from go, switching all five to not to not doing that any longer. But why? Are we, why is that? St- we're still seeing that issue. How many threes did Lonzo Ball hit? Uh huh. Almost uncontested in that game against the Bulls. It felt like a thousand, but I think it was like four or five. He hit three in a row in the first quarter. Yep. <laughs> you know it's. Those are the things where why aren't you locked in on that? Why aren't you seeing that that's where the scheme has changed or whatever? And that's just a mental focus thing that I'm not really clear why. So in many cases, our best players are doing and, you know, it's, it just, it really does feel like a continuation of last year. And that's the hardest part right now. That's why, you know, I think the, you know, the knives are out for these guys and, they just have to grow up and start to play better. I, I don't think they're bad guys. I don't think you trade them. I don't think you do any of that. But they got to be better. They, they're max players, or almost a max player in Jalen's case. They got to be better. That's just it. They got to be consistent. They got to be. <laughs> they got to do everything, and that's and, and they're good enough to do it. That's the part of it. They're good enough to do it. Um, and you know, Smart's got to be better. He's got to be a core piece. He's got kind of to have, he's got to get to the line. He's, he's almost never at the line. He's like the worst on the team. Oh, well, Josh Richardson actually, his free throw rate is worse, which is kind of weird because he's actually a good free throw shooter, but he's one of the first worst that came to the line. Go to the basket, Marcus. You're a big guy. Yeah. We don't yeah. want you shooting threes. Um, no, so, we don't.
1: No, we really don't. He doesn't know. really understand how to take contact, which is interesting because he'll, mm. he'll give, so much contact on defense but he doesn't it's it's almost mystifying that he doesn't understand how to maybe i should say doesn't understand how to draw it on offense
0: yeah no i think that's true it's it's very bizarre it's you know i he was such I, a
1: physical player I, to right. not be able to do that
0: i yeah. thought that's the thing he was going to do i thought he was going to come get the line a thousand times Cause the shot was never going to come around and <laughs> the shot, the shot kind I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, it comes and goes, right? He gets hot. It's, he hits big, you know, the shot against the Knicks obviously is the one that stands out. Yeah. The, the biggest thing
1: is he just takes some weird ass shots sometimes and he's right. never in the paint. I don't know why they yeah. don't post him up. Um, there's definitely, there should definitely be opportunities, you know, for him on a, not even necessarily a mismatch, just the inverted offense and somebody is switched who's just not quite as strong like he, he I don't understand listen that guy boxed out Porzingis for a majorly awesome rebound and it wasn't just physicality that's how he cleared the space but he also got verticality right so i don't understand why we haven't ever seen him really post up in the offense you never see marcus posting up ever
0: yeah ever yeah. No, it's... Why
1: don't... Why have we never seen that? For a guy who can't really shoot threes, why wouldn't you put him closer to the basket and see if he can't... I mean, Brown and Tatum are happy to set everything up out on the perimeter. You're likely to get a triple. Why are you looking for a little pass that gets that ball right underneath the basket to Marcus?
0: And you can do it with Horford out there, too. Right. Because Horford can legitimately draw a little bit his, his guy away, you yeah. know. Um,
1: I don't get it, dude. It, it's just something that's – it's just not inventive. It's a very yeah. – you know, like Doc Rivers had one of the most boring offenses ever, but he used cutters and, you know, they locked in on defense and they won games and there were moments – it was fun, you know. But most of the time, it's a boring offense, but it worked. This is a boring ass offense that really doesn't work.
0: <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I, hey, come no, on, I, dude, come on. When's no, the last it, time it other than
1: other than when they get a turnover, other than the transition offense mm-hmm. that gets created by the defense? When's the last time, you know? And we obviously are going to include Brad Stevens in this. When is the last time you saw them do something where you were like, oh, that was really freaking cool? I mean, I'm going back to like Avery Bradley days when I was like, ooh, that was kind of a cool move. And again, an extremely boring offense with some exciting wrinkles at times with Doc Rivers. And, you know, because Avery, the way they they got Avery Bradley involved in the offense was fun sometimes, like just legitimately It's how he kicked Ray Allen's ass out of the starting lineup, you know, because they just did creative fun shit with him. And I just don't, I have not been entertained and I'm not saying I'd rather win games. Don't get me wrong. So if it worked, I'd shut the hell up, but I would really like to be entertained by the way the offense runs. And I'm not, I not as, not as a team offense, There are moments where Jason does something. I'm like, wow, how did he do that? And there are moments where I see Jalen. I'm like, oh, man, what that guy could be if they had a real offense. (laughs) You know? But when you actually look at, like, how it creates and moves, it's slow. It's slow. I I should say it's slow developing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's unimaginative. It's high pick and roll every single time. No wonder people can defend it once it comes down to crunch time and they need buckets. Want to know why? Cause it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing there that is going to surprise an opponent.
0: I, I think, I think a lot of NBA offense though is probably is a lot like that. It is, you know, I don't it think, is. I think there's a lot of it is pretty. Pretty cookie-cutter, honestly. Yeah, I got you. It's not – there's a lot – it's high pick and roll, establish something, you're hoping to get the ball in the corner or, you know, you want to get the ball downhill. And, I mean, I, I think that's – I think a lot of NBA offenses kind of like that, which is this is kind of disappointing. You know, but unfortunately, the good parts of the Warriors, you know, they were a great passing team who could also shoot. Right. And unfortunately, the – the the bad part of the um and maybe this is why we don't see this so often is there are a lot of teams who have the the IQ to pass and move like the Warriors did. And so instead everyone's copied the fact that they could shoot they shot the hell out of the three pointer. Right. Well that's not exactly the same, right, as as just shooting a lot. Um and unfortunately that's the part that's been copied. But I think you're right. I mean, I think that there's, there, there's a better future. Um, and if you have a little movement, you have a little bit more off ball action, it gets you, it gets you something that's a little more appetizing, a little more pleasing to the eye. And, and I think successful too. Um,
1: just a, just a few minor wrinkles that are fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. How about,
1: how about not a contested shot every time everybody's shooting contested shots or missing wide open, <laughs> wide open shots. Like, hit the open ones, man. Hit the open ones, and let's keep finding more of those. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they can't make an open shot to save their lives right now. It's brutal. So the law of averages, it's a make-or-miss league. The defense will come around. COVID injuries, The pile of excuses. ching, 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 ching. But the hope is there because... We're just not that many games into the year. So, uh, but we're going to hit 20 pretty soon. And if, if this is their winning percentage, when we hit 20 games into the year, you can pretty much lock it that we're in for the long haul of frustration.
0: I think if they, if they could lock in mentally for 48 minutes, I think that would change solve a, lot. a lot of the issue. Yeah. Whether, you know, I don't want to hear any more about, I heard, you know, it's shoot around. They were loose and acting stupid. And it carried right into the game as the first Wizards game was. And I don't want to hear any more about we got soft and, you know, we we kind of checked out once we went up by 20 and thought we had the game won. Those are the types of things. And those happen on occasion. Those happen with the regularity for Celtics, the Celtics in 2021. And they're already starting and going right back there in 22. And that's yeah. the issue. That's, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care if we lose, if, if, you know, we don't get to the heights we need to. If the sellers can fix that issue, if EMA can fix that one issue. We'll be fine with Tatum and Brown. All right, I'm not well, going to worry it, at all.
1: If they don't, if they don't get this back on track, you can expect some trades because I think they're going to make some moves.
0: Bingo. Um,
1: to just set up for next year and call this one, you know, in the bag and and just see what they can do, because there's definitely lots of players that they can move for other things. And, and we didn't even talk about Jason Tatum recruiting Bradley Beal, so we'll save that because it's not the last time that's going to come up over the course of this season for sure, although the play of the Washington Wizards is going to close that door slightly if they keep this up with the success that they've been having um, because yeah. they finally got that ship Kind of write it, and I think they're for real we'll see that's going to do it for this week's show but as a reminder you can uh, follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live John is at CSL underscore Duke I'm at CSL underscore Justin as always a heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in and we'd certainly appreciate a rating and a review because your feedback is important to show and on behalf of the founder of clns media Nick gelso my co-host John Duke I'm Justin pullinglan Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Celtic Stuff Live. Ow. Boom. Love the hammer.